Is this, um, just to make sure this is the right podcast, this is the one where we talk about all the latest uh, wedding trends? Wedding trends, yeah. Um, okay. I'm up to date. This is wedding season, of all right, course. I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Nick and I would just call your bluff no matter what. <laughs> okay, okay. So if you want to try that. Like, they can talk about anything. The laws of improv. <laughs> What's in weddings 2020? <laughs> oh, no. Like, what are the wedding names? Like, <laughs> let's see. Oh, oh, apparently there's some sort of pandemic. Uh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, they call them pandemic brides, COVID brides. <laughs> this is my so son. You have to, ha- you have, you have to hashtag social distance wedding oh. on photos of you clearly not fucking social our son zoom coronavirus here's some of the trends all right uh green vibes uh, <laughs> sure <laughs> micro weddings sure uh, yep. is that where everyone Which has is... to like live out of their vans oh, no. yeah 40 people or less which i think is just small not micro but who knows that sounds um, ideal Here's the third trend. I'm not going to define this. Magical mysticism. (laughs) That makes the most sense, actually, out of all this. everyone and welcome to another episode of something old something new something borrowed something brewed uh i am one of your hosts nick lancaster and with me today is andrew pytel and a handful Hello. of guests uh we have on mike two friend of the pod fan of the pod zach swornikowski hey that's me it's your boy third mike Recent friend of the pod, local Phoebe Bridgers expert, uh, Chloe. Chloe Erskine, hello. Hello, happy to be here. So today we're... T- <laughs> you know, I was, I, I, was, I was listening to uh, an episode of something that we guessed it on, and like we were so, uh, we were so sharp and, and funny, and it's like oh. not podcasting yeah. for like six months. It's uh-huh. like I, I almost forget how to do it and how to talk. Yeah. It it really sucks. Well, we used to go. We used to go. Uh, like we'd have to take an extra week off, and we'd put a show out every three weeks, and be like, "We really need to not take this much time off <laughs> from the show." And now it's like four months. Yeah, okay. We can put something together. Oh yeah. Yeah, we can throw it together. I know how to do podcast. <laughs> Well, I still work with people in the hospital, so I still have to actually, like, go to work. But oh. I feel like after I have, like, a week off, I get back and I'm just 
a word jumble. I don't yeah. even really know how to talk to people anymore, so... You're like, insulin? Never heard oh, of it. no. <laughs> You're just riffing with the patients. <laughs> <laughs> Catheter? I hardly, I hardly know. know. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> you did it. Uh, you, fi- you figured out the hospital meme. <laughs> this is me setting the bar really low <laughs> for content this episode. Well, uh, I believe this week, <laughs> like we're going week to week, uh, this week uh, I am doing something old. And we don't have to talk about this for a super long time, just because really what I have to say is this album rules and everyone should listen to it. I hope that's the consensus. Uh, but Love This Giant, a collaboration album between uh, St. Vincent and David Byrne. Uh, this was released in 2012. Um just it's i feel like it's both um people both musicians like firing on all cylinders like basically giving you like what they've got uh because like oh yeah i fully agree with that that idea because like the the way that the album flows is like saint vincent song and then david burns song and then saint vincent song but they're both like harmonizing with each other and they're like all over each other's shit so uh, I I found it really good, but uh, what is everyone else's thoughts on this? I have. I think from the first second that the first song starts, you're like, so maybe as you pick out this album, you're like, I wonder what a David Byrne St. Vincent album sounds like, <laughs> and then you play four seconds of it, and you're like, oh yeah, this. This is exactly what I expected it would sound like. I don't know why I ever thought it could possibly sound any different than this. Yeah, I... So I've never really been huge into The Talking Heads or St. Vincent, sadly, until you guys did, gosh, probably two, three years ago now, did the uh, your, your commentary on uh, Mass Adduction, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... I remember that dropped, and I was like, this would be a great time to get into St. Vincent, right? And then I listened to it, and I was like, I feel like this is not it. Like, no. And then, so I just really didn't, aside from every once in a while, like, listening, like, hearing one of her stuff come up on my Spotify, I was like, this is really not it. But then listening to this album, I'm like, oh, this is, this is something a lot different. And I, I think I dug this kind of a lot more than I expected to. Yeah. Well, it's like we also did the solo David Byrne album, which we also were yeah. not <laughs> huge fans of. No. Well, he put it out. It was very, like, celebrity Trump is bad, am I right? Like, yeah. It was very just, like, kind of phoned in guise of protest music. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, general, like, resistance type stuff, but it didn't really yeah. say anything or hit that hard or really, it didn't really do anything in profound or... It's like the celebrity album version of that uh, TikTok meme that's like, hey man, don't don't be a dick. You know, it's very just weak. But I think with with David Byrne and St. Vincent working creatively, it's 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 kind of like that George Lucas thing where it's like you need someone to like rein him in. And I think mm-hmm. like those two 
like kind of, I don't know, working collaboratively, it's not just like one of them calling all the shots. So it, it's, it's like all good things balanced. Yeah. To be observed during production uh, limits your just ability to completely lose it, I think. Let's play a clip. Um, yeah. What do you want to listen to? I was thinking the first song, Who, because you, you mentioned like the first five yeah. seconds of the album. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is what this would sound like. Uh-huh. Well, let's, let's take a listen to Who from the album Love This Giant by David Byrne in St. Vincent. Again, the, the first track on the album really sets the stage for what you're getting into. Like, there's a lot of horns on this album. Like, it's oh. very funky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the biggest thing I noticed on this album. Uh, again, like I said, not listening to a ton of the back catalog of both of these artists. The horns, like, really stood out, and it was super unique and super neat. And even looking at, I don't know if you guys took time to look at the, uh, like, the track list and who's actually featured on all of them, but, like... Not even kidding, there's 60 different horn players oh, yeah. that are featured on this whole album, and it's like, what the actual heck? Oh, wow. Yeah, the production I is, is insane. Well, yeah, I mean, David Byrne, on his own, probably can just be like, I need 400 musicians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, okay. And, I guess. And am I incorrect in thinking that St. Vincent, oh, what's her real name? Andy okay. Clark. Yeah. Is she, she's not part of Polyphonic Spree, or she's like... She was. Of, she was. I believe she was. Yeah, so I mean, you know that many musicians that can do whatever the heck. There's she's no, like, there's no limit to... only a 10-piece? Right, right. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, she's from Tulsa. Yes. I didn't know that. It's not a, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh... Yeah, let's just throw in another clip, I guess, and then, I don't know, does anyone else have any, anything else to say about this, other than it's pretty great? Um, I would um, say it's good, uh, I say this correctly, it's good drug music. <laughs> oh, if you were partaking in a drug, it'd be... If you're partaking in a drug, maybe listen to this when you're on the way up. Uh, I think it's... <laughs> It's pretty out there in a way that is, like, engaging and, like, it's fun, but it's not, like, it's fun, but it makes you think a little bit. I think it's a good, a, a good thinker for when you're only trying to think maybe just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, let's, uh, let's close this segment out by, uh... I am an ape. That's one that I, I feel like is very David Byrne. So here is I am an ape on the album Love This Giant. Christmas Day. 
See, and here I thought no one wrote a Halloween song in years. And I realized this is just a whole album for it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you put this on at a Halloween party, this whole album would like be perfect for it. Yeah, I'm just going to... My costume next year is just going to be a Bluetooth speaker that's playing this album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a yeah, little I'm just spooky. realizing that... How sick of a Halloween costume would be the big the big suit from Stop Making Sense <laughs> with like internal speakers just playing talking heads the whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> just thundering down the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> with your children? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be No, okay. Revise it. Great costume to put a kid in for them to not understand at all. And just like, no, no, it's funny. No, no, honey, this just makes just me look very cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they ask you what you are, tell them a creative visionary. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, for my uh, arbitrary number rating yeah. for. How do you even begin? How do, how do even. I don't want to give it a 10 out of 10. I don't want to give it like a perfect because I, I, I think the song like I should watch TV. I, I feel like he, he got a little too close to like trying to do social commentary and it's like, no, nope. yeah. kind of to like zap him away from it. Just like stop it. So I don't know. I think some of the songs do drag a little bit that are the, the horn. If you're not into horns, you're probably not going to be into this album because the horns are just all over it everywhere. Yeah. But they are the songs that are like really great overshadow any other song that's, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't live up to like the already like incredibly high standards on this record. So I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with like a, like a, like a, like a solid eight. You could eight out out of what? I don't know, but it's, it's a solid eight (laughs) and that just feels right. You could do the whole pitchfork thing where on good albums you give it like a 5.8 and then on bad albums you just give it like a 9.7. <laughs> or yeah, like a classic like donkey IGN review. It's like... Eight. I hated everything. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is the wine review scale too where like the least amount of points you can have is 80. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like 80 to 99 is, is the range. Well, you successfully made and released the album, so that's at least an 80% right there. (laughs) Theoretically speaking, most people can't do that. Yeah, that's a good... All right, well, I I feel like... We're going to release an album that we we can review. Oh, my God. We'll give it an eight. That's so meta. I would love to. Um, Hell, yeah. Moving on now to something new, and what I feel like is the real meat and potatoes of 
why we have all gathered in this place. Mm-hmm. Speaking of horns on an album. Speaking of Halloween. Yeah. Hey, look hey. at that. Deep cut. It's actually wow. not that deep because it's like really fresh. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. This is, hold on. This album is a couple weeks old. I don't think we can talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. June oh, no. 18th. Ooh. Wow, it's over a month old. I don't think it qualifies. No, we probably should have brought this one for something old. You're right. Okay, it's, I'm gonna shelve. I'm gonna shelve this. Uh, so Taylor Swift put out a new <laughs> twelve hours ago. Uh, no, today uh, we're talking about Punisher, the new Phoebe Bridgers album. Which, uh, if you listen to this podcast, uh, whoever you may be. Uh, we were actually talking about in the last episode of the podcast too, ever so briefly, when we were um, when we were talking about Boy Genius. Oh man, that was we were... I was waiting for a year and a half for you guys to talk about Boy Genius. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. I messaged Nick about them like a couple times a couple years ago, yeah. and I was like, "Dang man, these guys absolutely <laughs> slap." Yeah. But, mm. Oh, know that feeling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So, a couple years ago, Zach sent me a DM to listen to <laughs> Julian Baker. And oh, I was yeah. like, hell yeah, man. Cool. I'm going to add that to my library. And then there it sat. And then uh, I met Chloe a little over a year ago. And she said, you should listen to Phoebe Bridgers. And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds good. And then I put it in my library. Uh-huh. And then there it's and, <laughs> and then like mm-hmm. in December, one of you guys brought Lucy Dacus. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that was me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's all coming full screaming. Uh huh. Oh. See, but at that point, I was listening to Stranger in the Alps, and I would have talked about that, but it was from 2018, not right. 2019. Right, um, right, right. So. I guess to just set the stage, um, I mostly have good things to say about this album, but what's been really interesting to me is that I feel like, so a year ago um, when I was listening to Phoebe Bridgers, so like not, you know, super long ago, I wouldn't consider myself like to have known who she was before she was cool or whatever. Um, Most people that I talked to did not were were not familiar, but I feel like something happened around the release of this album and with her like social media presence during the COVID times, where like uh, she, I I would almost describe her as being mainstream now. I mean, she performed on uh, Colbert the yeah. other night, mm-hmm. yeah, and I find that to be very surprising. Yeah. Absolutely. She did. Uh, There's like a bathtub version of Kyoto. She did on uh, was that James yeah. Corden. Oh, and she's been she's been huge doing all these like uh, live home performances of, I mean, pretty much all these songs over the past like four or five months before she even announced that this album was coming out. So that was pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Let's um, let's take a listen to. So I want to do these. uh, I have an interesting order for how I want to listen to stuff. the reason, one of the reasons that I'm surprised to hear Phoebe Bridgers come up more and more in the more like mainstream dialogue is I don't think that all of her music is very accessible. And even when 
uh, quote-unquote indie artist kind of steps over into the more like mainstream dialogue it's usually because they put out an album where it's like what if we took your quirks and put them on an album that's like pretty accessible to everyone with like form with like songwriting form that's very pop driven for uh, sure with like themes that we all can just understand and that like if you play it for someone's you know 55 year old <laughs> mom, they, they might not love it but they'll at least get like ah yes i know how music is um but some of this stuff remains weird and experimental sounding oh yeah absolutely <laughs> Even with the higher budget and, I mean, it sounds great, but like, you could, so, uh, the, I would want to listen to a clip from the last song on the album. Yes. Yep. Uh, which starts off, um, you know, it starts off, I would say almost like innocent in terms of like how the weird road it's going to take you on later on. Uh, it has several moments where the vocal effects change for entire sections of the song, which is a really interesting choice. Uh, and then it completely, like, like acid trip melts into this open. A literal apocalypse. Yeah. 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 Oh but then gosh. at the very end, oh. it's just, like, her making silly voice sounds for, like, 15 seconds. It's yeah. so good. It really, like, encapsulates, I think, this entire... Uh, this entire album, but it also kind of shows why I'm surprised to see this be such a talked-about release. Yeah. So here's a clip from I Know the End uh, by Phoebe Bridgers off of her new album, Punisher. She does this part for like t- 
two and a half minutes, and all I want is more of this. I part. do. <laughs> like I you do know what I mean. Way more of this part. Talk about aliens more. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. The truth is out there. I agree. I have like fast forwarded the song to just this part, oh, so really? I could just listen. I just to this love part. all of it all the way through. Good. It's just phenomenal. I was just looking at the list of musicians on this yes. album. It's insane. I, it's so large. <laughs> uh, a thing that was a recurring theme that Nick and I have run into of like more independent, like small production musicians when they hit it big and have the option of like every sound in the world, uh, they struggle to create a sound. And there's definitely not an issue with that on this album because. It's still really, I mean, you play any of the songs that are like vocal led and not some of the weirder, like, you know, if you play DVD menu, yeah, I might not know who that is if I didn't, if it wasn't attached to this album, but you know that it's Phoebe Bridgers, even with these things added in this album, uh, like the main new sound that like drives a lot of the songs is that horn because it's, it's everywhere. It just shows up all the time. But there's so many listed musicians on here, and I don't think that that takes away the way that like a lot of times adding in a bunch of different songs like takes away. Well, it's like it's like a, you can have a bunch of stuff, but she's not just like throwing shit at the wall. Like it's yeah, it's intentional. Like what she's doing, like the the compositions of the songs. Like it's not just. Oh, cool! Your buddy's got an accordion. Yeah, grab that. I don't know what we're gonna do with it, but we're gonna yeah we're gonna put it on something. Yeah. Although like, I'm also sure in- if she wanted an accordion on something, she would do it, and it would make Chloe cry. <laughs> <laughs> also interesting, uh, the the um, crowd vocals on that last song. I would have guessed would have just been like random studio people, and there might be some of that, but also like. Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus, oh, Connor Oberst are all credited with vocals on that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all of her best friends or anyone that she's like worked with in music are all mm-hmm. screaming in the background of that song. Yeah, which it's is awesome. just fantastic. Yeah, if that really says anything about like her character, it's like, you know, I mean, even throughout this, Connor Oberst is on at least at least one, if not two of the songs. He's on two, yeah. at least. He's credited with vocals on Halloween also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He co-wrote, he co-wrote uh, a, like half of the songs on this album. Yeah, or, uh, and then... Know, additional writing. Yeah, Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus are in at least two of the songs as well, like mm-hmm. as front vocalists as well. So it's her putting all of her favorite people on an album together. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of the thing with her, right, is this is only her second album of like solo music but between like the first and the second and before the first and all around that it's just collaboration after collaboration yeah there's a lot of music out there and a lot of it was just like collaborating with people so i'm not surprised that when it comes time to release the second solo album it's it's got all of those people on it yeah well it's like for only having two albums out between all the collaborations, she's probably got like oh, four she... tiny desk concerts. Like, I mean, she's got Better mm-hmm. Oblivion Community Center, which yeah, is so she's... phenomenal. For for like a solo artist, only has who technically only has like two <laughs> albums out. It feels like there's a ton of Phoebe content. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Not How including... much is there? <laughs> yeah, not including just her uh, Twitter content, which is yes. phenomenal as well. She yeah. does three Christmas songs, too, that are just yeah. so good. Yeah. Have you played me one of those? Yeah. Yep. She, she had... comes out with one every year. She came out with one in... The 2017, 2018, 2019. <laughs> Tradition. Are they, um, are they all originals? Like or Christmas songs. No, they're like covers. Covers. Okay. They're very good. Last year was Silent Night. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I just want to see I Know the End in concert. So oh. bad. And just, just go ham <laughs> oh, at yeah. the end. I know. Open up the pit. Yes. <laughs> um, a little unrelated, but semi-related. Who was your special guest last time with Boy Genius? Or John, was it John Cullen? Yeah. Or was it you, Andrew? That, that said, famous guy. Yeah. That, that <laughs> verified said, on Twitter. Verified not Jason Isbell fan. <laughs> um, one of you guys mentioned seeing Phoebe Bridgers with Noah Gunderson to begin with. I think that was John. I think that was him. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was like, what people know Noah Gunderson as much as I do because I'm in love with the guy like dude's <laughs> mm-hmm. awesome that song and this killer in the, the sound killer song in the is sound is my phenomenal. favorite like it is her so cuts good. just go so deep with people that you don't expect her to play with oh you sent me yeah. I have put that on a that, playlist for you before yeah, yeah, yeah. that is a very good song yeah, yeah but back to this Punisher album yeah I mean <laughs> she has a pretty wide range of stuff like if you're if you're into just this new album because it has a little more accessible pop sound to it, that's awesome. But also songs like uh, Graceland 2, oh. like that harkens mm-hmm. so far back into, you know, Stranger in the Alps, right? Like it's yeah. it's all folk, but it's so good. But at the same time, it fits into this album's framework so well as well. Like even though it feels like it shouldn't, it still does simply because you have like Phoebe Bridgers is the person making this music. So it fits in so good. Let's, let's grab, uh, let's grab a clip of mm, that, I guess. And then, um, we can do some finishing thoughts and then play the hit. And then move <laughs> move on to the next thing, right? Yeah. So here here's a here's a quick little clip or long, I don't know. Nick's gonna edit it. Yeah. Uh, of Graceland Two. She knows she lived through it to get to this moment. Ate a sleeve of saltines on my floor and I knew I would do hear them do this like uh what's the track the last track on uh boy genius 
Um, Something Falls, Idaho. Mm. Uh, Ketchum, Idaho. Ketchum. Yeah. yeah. Ketchum, Idaho. Why yeah. do I think Falls? I don't know. Like, but it's like, I want to hear like the three of them like around one microphone. Like, yeah. Like so yeah. good. It's so good. Still opening up the pit, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Imagine Softly. just going to her concert and like Conor Oberst comes out yeah. to join her. We I were going to do that too. I just want to cry thinking about it. <laughs> Oh, I'm buying tickets the second that uh, she announces the marriage. <laughs> I don't care where it is. I'm going. Uh, I had a chance to see Julian Baker at Calvin College, and I threw it away. I don't know Lucy why. Lucy Dacus went to, came to Calvin last year, what too. And I, I was like, I should go to that. Yeah, but I nope. wasn't into these people that much a couple years ago. But. I feel like, in a weird way, the, the quarantine kind of helped her. I don't mean sure. that. Not like it's like a good thing. Like, the quarantine's not good, obviously, but, like... Because, like, she was already very active on, like, Twitter and Instagram as, like, a shit poster. But it's, like, I feel like d- during the pandemic, mm-hmm. she, like, honed her craft. Oh, and for And became, sure. like, a top-tier, like, oh, in- yeah. internet personality who puts out... Who puts out records with Connor Oberst, but still maintains that, like, you know, I'm still a person in, like, that sense of humor... She oh, yeah. she tweeted today. She said, "Yeah, moon song is moon song is kind of fucked up, isn't it?" <laughs> like her own song her that own she song. wrote. She's like, well, "Oh, I really did that." Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. And I I'm pretty sure that Kyoto was just the I guess the music video was probably just filmed in her own house, right? right? Like, have you guys seen that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. And that for sure reach some kind of internet stardom just how stupid and mm-hmm. goofy and unabashedly <laughs> phoebe bridges that whole thing was so i can't imagine that her being shelled up at home and came up with this stupid <laughs> stupid <laughs> music video that ended up being phenomenal well it it reminded me a lot of uh new light by john mayer oh yeah 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 because yeah. that that music video is also like it's just Super it's, stripped down. Yeah, well, well, it's like you know that you go pay a comp. You, you go to like a place and like they put a green screen behind you and then, like, all right. Oh yeah. You get to like, dance, uh, like do karaoke in front of like various backgrounds, and that's kind of what he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Music video at the mall, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that song was about like her daddy issues, and yeah. she's like in a freaking green screen, like. Yeah, wearing a skeleton. Can, my favorite yeah. part. My favorite yeah. part is when she goes, "Woo!" <laughs> yeah, I think it is of of note and interesting that when an article stated that uh, in Kyoto she was working through her like her issues with her father, she like reposted that and edited it so and got rid of working through and changed it to monetizing <laughs> <laughs> wow <I didn't> <laughs> and i think it's just like uh, yes, you're you're so on with gen z you're just a couple years <laughs> older than them i don't know how you like knew exactly what was gonna hit with the kids oh so <laughs> so good so, this has been a fun review. Um, it's a really good album. I'm not going to try and talk about it too much from like an artistic point of view because 
it's it's uh, we we do this sometimes where we're like you can't judge art, but then that's like all that we do all of the time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good. It's worth a listen, even if your previous experience with music like this or with her music specifically was like, ah, this is a little too weird and indie for me. I would say give it a chance. Um, and I'm going to give it. Uh, boy, I should have thought about this beforehand, huh? And it sneaks up on you. To give it a second wave of COVID out of three. Oh, <laughs> so you're you're calling the shot. There's going to be three of them now. Let it be known well, now. Let it be known. I live, in a, t- I live in a town that's still in the first wave, so you can't have a second Ooh. wave if you're still in your first wave. Wow. That's kind of that's Grand Rapids, though, huh? We technically... Haven't even. It's really. kind of the whole country. It never yeah, really. Yeah, like... yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very true. Like people can um, just say that we're in the second wave, but it's like, are you though? Yeah, everyone's like this second wave, and it's like it didn't go down. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you talking about? Um, we're gonna play you into a short break with a clip from Kyoto off of Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Thank you for listening to episode 43 of Something Old, Something New, Something Borrowed, Something Brewed. I know it's it's been a while, hasn't it? Um, trying to change that, trying to work on that. Uh, I'm in the process of moving back to Kalamazoo, where I will have a more dedicated setup, and I will be able to hopefully record more consistently. Uh, I know I've been saying it forever, probably sound like a broken record at this point, that I want to do Patreon content, video content, etc., etc., but, uh, you know, fake it till you make it, just keep saying it, and then it'll happen. I'd like to thank Zach and Chloe for coming on this episode and hanging out and talking about some music. Uh, it was super cool to test out my new um, mobile recording setup. Yeah, I recorded that at someone else's house with my own gear that I brought with me. So that's kind of cool. That's that's kind of a thing I want to experiment with is being able to do more experimental recording locations. You know, go to someone's house and we'll do an outside episode. That'd be kind of fun. Would that feel more realistic if, if you could hear the slight wind blowing through the mic windscreen, just like the... I think it'd be kind of cool. But anyway, um, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear... Find us on iTunes. It's the name of the show. I really don't want to say it again. Uh, we are on Twitter at SOSNSBSB Podcast. We're at Facebook at the name of the show. Instagram at SOSNSBSB Podcast. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash SOSNSBSB Pod, I believe it is. Let me verify that right now. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So SOSNSBSB Pod is the Patreon. 
We have two patrons right now. Um, not really much else going on uh, on that. Uh, I got some ideas for some bonus content, though. I think we're going to be talking. Uh, I think Chloe and I are actually talking about doing an episode on Uncut Gems and The Weekend, since Uncut Gems was both of like pretty much both of our favorite movie of uh, 2019, and then The Weekend, who was in Uncut Gems, also produced an album this year and he collaborated with the guy who does the composition for uncut gems so we're thinking about doing a two-parter episode or like one big episode and i think we might put one part of it behind the paywall on the patreon i don't know some some, a more incentive to get people to uh try and join in so yeah thanks for listening to this episode i hope you enjoy it uh we have i don't know i don't remember which ad i'm gonna play now probably uh this better be good. I think that's that's a podcast that still exists and functions. It's been a while. Yeah, so here's a word from not our sponsor, but a friend of the show. Actually, hold on. Here's a part to plug. Uh, I was on, briefly, on uh, another episode podcast. They recently did a, a Zoom call type deal where they caught up with every person that they'd had on the show since they started. I think it was for their 100th episode, which is wild to think about that they've been there on 100 episodes already. We're on like 43. But uh, yeah, so if you want to go listen to that, um, you can find me on there. I talk about living at my parents' house and uh, trying to produce content. Okay, back to the episode. Bye. Bon hiver time. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. we really set the stage for Bon hiver. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm a balding guy with a beard. I'm 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 halfway there. <laughs> so, um, me, Zach, I brought uh, one of my favorite albums, I guess, by one of my favorite bands, which I never ever thought I would have ever said. Like four years ago, I thought, well, people are probably thinking, oh, this guy's super pretentious for bringing this <laughs> album. Because that's what I used to think of everyone that would talk about. Why do you think I didn't listen to this guy for like? I know, right? Like that's exactly, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring it. So I'm gonna, I'm bringing uh, Boney Bear by Boney Bear. It's actually their second album. So yeah, I brought it because all the cool kids do self-titled for their second album. Right, right, right. Um, So. I had tried Bon Iver for, I mean, on a couple different occasions. So 2011, I was trying to get out of my, like, emo, punk, screamo, Christian rock phase. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everyone had I didn't that expect exact that phase, last right? one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was there, though. Emo, it was there. punk, screamo, um, Christian You were on the, the skillet to Bon Iver pipeline. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> <laughs> a straight, straight shooter right there. Um, were you, like, introduced by someone who's like, you should listen to this song. And you're mm. like, whoa, this song's sick. And he's like, yeah, it's a screamo cover of Bon Iver. <laughs> you're like i no, wonder so what the real song sounds like i can't i can't actually think of how i stumbled across the song skinny love oh yeah which i guess a lot of people think is by birdie and her it's cover act, is good her cover is but, very good yeah. right so i i heard birdie's skinny love which is not on this album but um 
And I was like, oh, cool. It's by this people, Bon Iver. I've heard of them before. And I, at the time, I called them Bon Iver. So Didn't everyone. It's also that, right? <laughs> I love Sufjan Stevens and Bon Iver. <laughs> yeah, I right. They're from Michigan. She's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I tried listening to all of For Emma Forever Ago, which is the, the first album. And I was like, why are people so obsessed with this album? Why are people giving it a 10 out of 10? It's not that great, right? And of course I was, I don't, I don't know, people thought I was wrong. I guess everyone's entitled to their own opinions. So I just threw Bon Iver under the bus up until 2016 when they released the third album, 22 a million. Somehow the second album just completely threw, flew under my radar. Um, so 22 a million came out in 2016. And I think I saw Joe Probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mentioned something about it and like how incredible it was. And I tried to listen to it and I'm like, okay, if this is even the same uh-huh. band as before, it doesn't sound like it. Like this auto tune, there's all this like weird, crunchy, metal y sounding stuff all throughout it. And that turned me off a second time. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018 or maybe 2019, Christmas, I, 2018, I got a record player. And I did the thing that everyone should do when they get a record player, which is Google. What albums sound best on vinyl, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you get like Fleetwood Mac and you get, you know, all these other things, Prince and Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. And then Boney Vare is like, you know, top 10 on a whole bunch of lists. And I'm like, okay. Fine. What the heck? How does everyone it's love this? Slow burning peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. And at the time I was like, how does everyone love this guy? Because I thought it was just a dude come to find out it's not. It's actually a group. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to give them a, like, this is it. Three strikes, you're out. So I listened. (laughs) I finally stumbled across the second album, self-titled Bon Iver. And I was like, this is everything I wanted it to be from what I didn't know that I wanted. Right. Yeah. So, So it was like, I get why people like it now. Like, sure, people fell in love with the first and, of course, the third album. But, like, I fell in love with the second album. They're and then from so, there... They're just radically different. Yeah, three everything is so radically yeah. different. And I was talking to Nick about it. He mentioned um, Radiohead and how... As I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, which is a very apt uh, uh, illusion. Because it's like, you can jump into Radiohead and hate everything and then find one album that you love and then suddenly you're like oh i everything kind else of, clicks into place i kind of get the rest of it's it it's the right? gateway yeah. yeah yeah so that's kind of how bonivere came on to me um so was, this is like their okay computer and then yeah like to a it's, million is kid it's and i'm not saying this is like more accessible or anything because i guess everyone has different accessibility if you absolutely yeah. love folk get into their first album if you love all this weird experimental kanye west inspired <laughs> auto-tune like get into the third album but this one for me was like it's mm-hmm. it has a lot of like indie rock elements to it. I would it. say that this is a lot very of, accessible. Yeah, it's it's pretty darn accessible. And also just what I love is like how much all these songs like build up. Kind of like we were talking about the last episode or the last episode. The last song of uh Freebie Bridger's album. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a constant build until it's this like big grandiose thing. And I'm like, I'm a sucker for that. And a lot of the songs in this album do it. Nice. Yeah, so that's kind of like my history as to why I wanted to bring this album. I'm kind of thinking like, if you've ever tried Bon Iver and hate it, 
like try this album and then go back to the other stuff because you might have a lot better appreciation. So the the three songs I've picked for this time kind of give a pretty good representation, at least to me, of what the rest of them sound like all together. <clears throat> yeah, let's throw in a clip real quick. Yeah, let's throw in a clip. Um, let's go right from the very first song called Perth. Um, and yeah, go away. Justin Vernon's like very best friend is also another another uh, well-known solo artist who is his main drummer, I, I guess main secondary percussionist. So he uh, Justin Vernon has a full-time drummer for Bon Iver who does all of the drums drum stuff, and then uh, the percussionist is like his like very best friend, and um, uh, he's like this. He also plays a kit on the majority of it, which is where you get like all these like miraculous sounding fills because you have one guy playing like a steady beat in the background with fills and then he'll like fill on top of it. Okay. And it's just like two drummers going ham for like three minutes. Does he do it songs. live that way too with two yeah. drummers? Yeah. Nice. It's crazy. It's, I mean up there, there's, there's probably nine people on the stage at a time. Oh my and, God. and each of them were playing at least three or four different instruments oh at a time. Gosh. One full-time saxophone, I guess I should say, which is <laughs> dope. But yeah. yeah, so good. So that's a pretty good introduction, I think, mm-hmm. to uh, to show people, like, kind of, you know, this is, it kind of starts out a little more indie, softer, and then it, like, adds in these drums where you're like, oh, this was, I mean, coming from the first album, if you came into this album, the very first track, and you're like, oh, wow. This is not yeah. at all what the first album was. Like texture, mm, texture, all these like layerings. It's very cool, very cool. Yeah, I know I there was a little some, discourse oh. on if that was good or not by uh, reviews oh. around the time. Oh, I can imagine, right? I can imagine. But then, I mean, look at the third album, and the fourth album, even like everything has been so vastly different. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, I mean, if you were to to rate the third album five years ago when autotune was just or eight years ago when autotune was like just coming in to play people have been uh-huh. like this is stupid this is garbage chloe what were you gonna say i have some trivia about that first song oh we gave it told me about this on the car ride right give it to me so this song's actually about heath ledger's death oh my gosh <laughs> he wrote it in 2008 
Um, I just read about this, but so he was filming um, Wolves, like a music video for Wolves, which oh, is on. Yep, um, and that was in January, and he, the guy he was filming with was Heath Ledger's best friend, I oh guess. My gosh. And they got back to the cabin they were filming at, and he got the call that Heath Ledger had died. And so Justin Vernon and this guy spent two days in their cabin together, and Justin just watched this guy like fall apart. Oh my god! So this song is about <laughs> Heath Ledger's death, and it, I just thought it was like the most random piece of trivia. But it's that's ever. cool though. Yeah. I mean, you definitely like. There's some darkness in the song. Right. There's oh, also yeah. these like you were saying like bright flourishes. Like yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Nick was saying during the break, yeah, there's horns in this song as well, which is pretty cool. All of our albums so far have had <laughs> horns in them. Yeah. Horny episode. And kind of kind of similar horn sounds too, not like bright funk horns, but this like how do you how do you do a sad trumpet? Like I think <laughs> <laughs> we've already got the sad trombone. We understand yeah. we know pretty much how that trumpet. works. How you do sad trumpet? And the answer is um, somewhere hidden in these songs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then yeah, you, you go ahead. I think. You oh no. You. So I was gonna just kind of talk a little bit more about this album in general before we go into another into another one. Um, I think like the first. It's very front-loaded with a lot of new sounds from Bon Iver. Uh, again, comparing to the first album, I suppose. Um, and then kind of the middle half of it, or the middle two-thirds almost, the middle five songs are all like a lot more stripped down. I mean, there's definitely some drums and there's electric guitar, but it's kind of hearkening back to like older Bon Iver for all those people that are still like, I'm not sure I really did this quite <laughs> yet. Um, yeah, which I'm totally in for. I mean, and there's a couple of songs on here that have like very little vocals and it's all just pretty instrumental stuff, um, which is pretty neat as well. The song uh, Tower. Towers, is, yeah. Is, that's the first one that I heard. Chloe showed me that song and like, I was like, I was vibing with it. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then like the pedal steel came in. Yeah. And it's like, I want a Bon Iver country album. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like old school style country with like that instrumentation. Yeah. I'm gonna, I think one of the songs I brought today, I think has a steel guitar on it. Y'all, y'all ready for a piece of trivia? Oh, yes. hanging up with it. All right, Stop Nick, it. play the trivia theme. We, we don't have that. Uh, yeah yeah a man by the name of rob moose uh credited on bon Iver self-titled with violins violas string and horn arrangement uh also on punisher strings and string arrangement not horns, oh, that's but so string cool. string arrangement. That's so. wild. That that that, that is a weird connection. Same dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another connection out for you. Oh, I bet you if you go look up Spotify, either Saint Vincent or Bon Iver, the song Rosalind would probably yes, show up like did, top five. Uh-huh. I did tell him about and that. And Rosalind so. was Bon Iver and Saint Vincent together yes. for. Another, Twilight. yeah, for Twilight, <laughs> which is 
just another soundtrack <laughs> that kind of slaps. Paramore song wow. on that soundtrack. Well, the the composer for Twilight is a guy named Carter Burwell who works extensively with the Coen Brothers. Oh, really? Like oh. like No Country for Old Men. It's Carter Burwell, oh, but he also did the Twilight movie. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, there's a lot of connections here. Today. Twilight trivia from Nick Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I yeah, heard I Muse for the it. first time. <laughs> for oh, no, wait, no, it might have been a Guitar Hero. For example, did you know that David Byrne is Phoebe Bridger's dad? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the picture on the screen right now. Like, <laughs> the evidence yeah. is right there. Yeah, so, um, oh, so coming back to this album a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I, I didn't have to leave eventually, but that's okay. Um, the song Minnesota, Wisconsin. Wait, is it? Stand by. Yeah, Minnesota isn't actually in Wisconsin, right? There might oh, be. Oh, wait, because Minnesota, Minnesota is its own town. There might be a, state, a Minnesota, yeah. Wisconsin. Those are both yeah, states. Okay. I'm really Smart. good with geography, guys. Um, that whole song is banjo led. Yeah. Yeah, banjo and slide guitar, like the whole way through. And then, like, halfway through, this, like, weird, heavy, electrical, crackly distortion comes in. It's just very cool. Bon Iver does this thing pretty much for all of their albums where they, they take something that's, like, pretty hard set and they, like, totally mix it up. So, again, talking about the third album, 22 a Million, they, they took auto tune, which is traditionally in what hip hop trap rap songs yeah and they took that and they're like yo we can do all this other cool stuff with it and put it in this alternative rock album well it's like the last song on this record yeah yeah it's i know so... i was listening to it yesterday and like i was like is that is that autotune <laughs> and it, it almost feels like that, that was yeah. like the perfect segue yeah. and into... we'll yeah we'll we'll come to that song <laughs> yeah. i think i'm probably gonna song. bring that one out but yeah, it's it's crazy. They just do a lot of really, really cool inventive stuff. And I'm really surprised that other people haven't, or other artists or groups haven't, like, done a lot of similar stuff. But it's kind of in the same Radiohead atmosphere. Like, how would you even, aside from maybe Muse being even close to Radiohead, like, there's not really anything there. Like, you don't really want to step on the toes of something that crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so next song, unless anyone has anything else to say. No, let's throw, let's throw another clip. Yeah, next song is probably, might be my favorite song off of this album, or just kind of based on the emotion I'm feeling of all time, um, Holocene. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this <clears throat> Holocene. Was, this is one of the bigger hits off this record. This is like the biggest single. song from yeah. it. Um, it's very cool. And there's this really, really <coughs> neat YouTube video that everyone should check out Ooh. that talks about um, just how brilliant this song is, just from a production and creativity standpoint. But, um, yeah, hopefully we can get the maybe, like, the last quarter of the song in there during the live here. Yeah. Here's a little bit of Holocene from Boney Vare's Boney Vare.
So I'm on the uh, the Wikipedia page for the song Holocene, and uh, he he explains the origin of the song in a conversation with Aaron Rodgers, like the football, football like quarterback. The Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The brother yeah. of the winner of The Bachelorette from a number of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so he says... Uh, it was Christmas night, and my brother and I watched Inglorious Bastards of oh, all films. Here we go. He's like, you know, it's not like it was a subject matter that was, you know, going to birth a song, but it was just like watching Tarantino's films because they're so complete. Mm-hmm. They're just complete creative ideas executed at such a high level. And we had a little smoky smoke and took a walk down our road, and it was so quiet. And it was like a really icy night, and it was already quiet because there's not a lot of people traveling. And it was really kind of a spooky night. Like, the air was just hanging we went and walked over to this bridge over I-94, and there just wasn't a single car. There's nothing for miles and miles, and the air was hanging in such a way with the ice storm kind of going on, and it looked like this sheet of ice on the road and this glow of the distant lights of Eau Claire. So, I don't know. These just... Oh, I those are like, like... That imagery. I mean, those are like legit lyrics from the song, too. Yeah. That's, That's so wild. cool. This but, guy um, just loves winter. And glorious bastards. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I've just been uh, watching pretty much all Tarantino movies for the past <laughs> two months. And I, the only one I've seen up until now has been the first two acts of Inglorious Bastards. Oh. And then I didn't realize how it all fit together, so I just threw it away. Here I am coming back to it, kind of like Bon Iver, and I'm like, oh, I love this stuff. Oh, yeah. It's... It's incredible. A little tangent. But. I tried to watch it on a plane once, and I just couldn't really like do it, mm. so I watched Up <laughs> instead. <laughs> Was it like edited? Did they edit anything out of it? Because I know I for d- like know. for for flights, they'll take stuff out of movies that. Yeah. Like I, I feel like you can't even watch like an Avengers movie because it's all like buildings crashing and stuff. Oh yeah, wow! Just, yeah, like, I didn't know that. It starts, starts, and then it's like over. <laughs> Yeah, it just cuts to them like standing in the rubble. It's like, what happened to all these buildings? Can you imagine yeah. the first Avengers if like you get the fight up to the circle shot and then it's just smash cut to them like stepping on Loki in Tony's office and it's just <laughs> like, your game is up. Damn, that was quick. <laughs> that was an entire act of the film. <laughs> yeah. Um, little, little drama on Twitter. This is the closest I've ever come to caring about celebrities. Um, uh, Phoebe Bridgers liked a tweet that reads, Bon Iver is Hosier but annoying. <gasps> Did read that earlier. Did read that. <laughs> wow. well, she has a picture with Bon Iver yeah. albums <laughs> and a hoodie. I know. Is this like to like just now? Yeah. Uh, it was a couple hours ago, yeah. Oh wow. Cool. Oh, okay. Another little tie in here. Taylor Swift dropped today at midnight. Yeah. Um Boney Vare is featured on a Taylor Swift song. We listened to that last night at like and it's, it's kind of a great song. It kinda slaps. It's good. We know you don't like Taylor Swift, Andrew. What? We know you don't like Taylor Swift. Well, I used to. Um, I heard that I've heard that it might be a pretty good album, so I'm interested in, in listening to it later today. I got to go on a little uh, road trip later on today, and I plan on listening to it. So I heard it likened to the National, which was interesting. Oh, he my. is tied into that album as well. Yeah, so Aaron is Jack Anton. Singer, what's his name? Yes, mm, 
whatever guy from the national. <laughs> one of the guys produced. One, guy. one of the guys from the national. He's everywhere. Yeah, him and Jack Antoff are like in every. I mean, Jack Antoff did St. Vincent stuff too. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's done everything. Yeah. He's done Paramore. He's done. Lord. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, back to this album a little bit here. Um, just another couple songs to note if anyone really cares. Misha Kant is one of my favorites. Ooh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's not like particularly gripping in any sense, but it's just this cool, pretty three, four waltz going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, it'll switch it up and there'll just be like a four, four polyryth- polyrhythm on top of it. And it's just... I don't know. It's just a little cool bit of artistry that just kind of fills the gap of some of these kind of more thoughtful, intense songs. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have one more connection. Oh, okay. do it up. Uh, John Congleton, which I think I've seen him perform live at Max Bar in Lansing. He's associated with uh, Sean Bonnet of AJJ. Uh-huh. Oh, Formerly yeah. Andrew Jackson Jihad. Uh-huh. But selected production work for John Congleton, AJJ, uh, Angel Olsen, oh, wow. um, Phoebe Bridgers, and he also produced Love This Giant, the Saint Bird. Uh, what? Saint Vid- I said it again. But Saint this Vid- is Aaron, or this is the guy you're talking John, about. John Congleton. Okay. But yeah, so he's produced for like Phoebe Bridgers, AJJ, it's all Amanda connected. Palmer. Okay. I'm going to gloss over pretty. that. Different albums, though. Rob oh, Moose, yeah. uh, Rob Moose did the orchestration and violin and viola on several of the Taylor Swift songs on her new album. Wow, it's all connected. It's almost like people in the industry all uh, know each so other. So it sounds like yeah, there's yeah. one viola dude, is what I'm learning. Is <laughs> yeah, when is Finney go to, go to music school so you can be the one viola dude? Yes. Yeah, in like in like. 20 years, someone's going to be doing a podcast like it's going to be like, who is this Phineas guy that's on all of these albums that I like? Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> he's going to be huge. I mean, he already is pretty huge, but he's going to be even huger in the next two years. Yeah, let's... Uh, do you guys want to end let's this close it out, yeah. segment? Does anyone mm-hmm. have anything specifically to add? I guess, I guess the thing I would say before we close out this segment is... Yeah, if you like any of this, I mean, go back and listen to their other stuff just a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's some amazing, amazing artistry. Their EP is very good oh, as well. Blood Bank. Blood Bank is I, I take very it back. good. Blood Bank is my favorite song ever. Okay. Hollison is my second <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, Blood Bank Live was an ethereal uh, experience. Yeah. Here, here's, here, listeners, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get this album on vinyl get it just just buy it and i want buy it i want you to own it on vinyl and i want you to wait until it's gonna rain uh and then i want you to sleep in just like 45 minutes later than you normally would while it's raining i want you to put this on and grasp a mug of coffee with two hands and look out the window that Uh, actually sounds about perfect for the emotion of this album. Yeah. Rain or snow, like snow, oh yeah, or yeah. snow. I read, I read the description of him talking about like Christmas night and like not a single car on the highway and just yeah. being like that. That sort of like the moon is really bright and it's reflecting off the snow and it's like mm. perfectly still. If it's snow, I, I want you to wake this up is... early though. I want you to wake up <laughs> earlier than you would, so it's like pitch black outside, and you normally don't listen to music when you wake up early because you're like, oh, I've got to go to work or something. I want you to put this album on and just look out the window <laughs> and just listen.
listen. You got to do that. You got to do that classic uh, mom on a beach thing, though, where you're wearing a long cardigan and you <laughs> cross <laughs> it like, like yeah. over yeah. Yeah. while you're clutching your hot coffee. We're just describing a really sad Folgers commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if, right, we're describing if Bonnie we Bear did a Folgers commercial, a really I would... Folgers commercial. I would I would change to Folgers. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think the last song I want to bring you guys is Beth Rest. Beth forward slash rest, mm-hmm. which even in the name is kind of a, a, a pretty good uh, forward look into the third album where all of the song names are super bizarre and have all these like crazy computer characters in them. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Bath Rest, I, I picked this one specifically because I think uh, this has a really faint hint of what's to come in the future of Bon Iver. Um, there's a little bit, maybe, auto-tune? Either it's that either a or vocoder j- or it's Yeah, auto-tune. some kind of weird something. And then there's, um, I mean, like, just synth organ in the background it's it's all it's completely different from everything else on this album but in the same way it's very similar to a lot of future bony bear so it's a pretty good kind of transition there yes let's throw it into beth rest Justin Vernon and his friend created a um, a unique instrument or piece of software, essentially, that vocodes whatever oh, you okay. put into it, oh, and okay. it creates harmony from it, but all at the exact same time. Oh, wild. Which is pretty crazy, and it's all live. Right. So, so a lot of times when he was playing his uh, 22 A Million the third album songs he's directly singing into this i can't remember it has a name uh, but he's directly singing into it and then when uh they have the saxophone pieces on that album sometimes they'll have the saxophone going through the same thing and Uh, it's crazy it's 
I think, I don't know. Well, when we're not when we're not live, we'll uh, yeah yeah we'll we sh- show you one of those clips. It's it's insane. So as is customary, do you have an arbitrary album rating? Yeah. For Boney Bear. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, I think sticking with the Boney Bear theme. This is gonna sound like a terrible rating, but as we know, we all live on a flat earth okay. and a uh-huh. flat circle of time so nothing actually has to make sense i'm gonna give it stop saying the earth is flat of, it's more like a i'm gonna give it okay. i'm gonna give it 22 out of a million oh. <laughs> which i like i said oh. i know that the percent on that is terrible but it's actually a lot closer to like a nine out of ten if you're actually thinking about it from flat earth theory so, yeah. <laughs> Could be infinitely lower than that, so really. Yes, exactly, exactly. Nice. Oh, man, well, were you waiting all show to, to do that? No, I kind of, because well, I talked a little bit probably too much about his other albums. I was like, okay, 22 million is there. I have something to plug. Oh, nice. I want to plug this guy, Rob Moose. He... I've brought him up twice now. I'm bringing him up a third time right now because I'm like looking, got the Rob Moose hat trick. Looking him up, I'm just gonna name some acts that he's worked with: um, Sufjan Stevens, The National, Jay Z, Josh Groban, Vampire Weekend, Alabama Shakes, John Legend, uh, Arcade Fire, The Decemberists, Interpol, Jim James. We knew about Saint Vincent. They might be giants. Ben Folds. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Oh my. This guy has like played strings for like everyone I've ever heard of. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. I'm going to try. I'm going to and he has a music analysis podcast that I'm going to try and find. Does he really? Yeah. There's a crossover. Yeah. Let's get him on our show. Rob Moose, we're coming for you. <laughs> Watch the throne, Rob Moose. This is the most like watered down version of the McElroys will be in Trolls Two. It's like Rob Moose will be on <laughs> Rob Moose the will be on our podcast. <laughs> um, well, I didn't really have anything planned for Brood, but I I don't know how many times I can try this bit. But you're in uh, Washington State, so yeah. You're like in the coffee, coffee, coffee capital of the coffee, world. Coffee. Yeah, you brew. Or drink any good brews out there? Let's see. Uh, I've finished it now, but I made myself uh, an oat milk cappuccino uh, for this Ooh. for this production. That sounds so good. I'm pretty intensely lactose intolerant, so my non-dairy milk choice isn't just to be hip. Uh, it's <laughs> okay. for the folks around me as well. Oh, I am not lactose intolerant, and I choose oat milk whenever I can. Oat milk is the bomb. It is the bomb. I also think it is one of the more eco-friendly milks. I have heard that. In quotes. Oh. Especially compared to, like, almond milk, because almonds take more water than, like, anything else. Just to get some almonds. You're telling me an almond made this milk? (laughs) Show me the nipple on an almond. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen that meme that's, like... uh, God makes 15 animals you can get milk from and then and then it's like us in 2020 and it's like why are they trying to squeeze milk out of nuts <laughs> I made all this for you 
Um, what so about in, you? You have so any good brews over there? We drink Starbucks on the way here. Oh, oh, from from Washington. Yeah, <laughs> a uh, local. My wife and I have been. Oh no no no! You go you go. I was just gonna call it a local coffee joint as like a joke. Oh okay. <laughs> no, my wife and I have been really into um, Rousters, which is yeah. Grand Rapids, yeah, Grand Rapids. as well as um, if you guys haven't heard of. Sorry, this is kind of a shameless plug. Mud Penny. I've not heard. Mud Penny is from Grand Rapids, and it's started out as a coffee roasters, and now it's more of just like a brunch joint. It's phenomenal. There's actually one right in Ada if you guys go back that way. Oh, nice. Um, but their coffee is phenomenal. They have a whole bunch of different beans from all over the world and different roasts and been getting into that a little bit. We've been drinking Madcap. Yeah. Yep. I've been Madcap. making like some Madcap French presses. The bags are just so expensive to get Madcap though. <laughs> yeah. Like like if I could pay 16 bucks for rousters i don't want to necessarily pay 30 bucks for madcap you know what i mean but <laughs> yep. yeah yeah i is is rousters on like cherry it's in the east town area east town i don't area. know if it's exactly cherry or if it's wealthy because i uh have very fond memories of going there in the middle of the day when i was visiting yeah uh, my friends in grand rapids yeah it's a cool little joint. Yeah, I like their uh, their geometric shapes mm-hmm. uh, on their on their bags. Here's a plug: geometry. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a that's a good place to yeah. to wrap things up. Uh, yeah, Chloe, Zach, thank you for coming on the show and thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Long Just time listener. providing this. This spider's web of production and yeah, and, uh, just uh, why can't I can't think of words? Everyone's featuring on everyone's stuff. Yeah, and I think I mean well, there's been a good number of episodes. I guess last episode everything was unanimously great, but For I feel the like part. yeah, this was everything's good. Yeah. Any any plugs? I don't think so. Stay safe. Protect your friends and your loved ones. Wear a mask. Yeah. Wear a mask. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't have to plug that, but I think it's... Come on. <laughs> I mean, we live in a world. It's like, it I want to be like, society. hey, if you listen to this podcast and you're not wearing a mask, don't listen to this podcast. But it's like... Fuck you. Which of our four listeners might... <laughs> it would be five, but one of them is on the show currently. So. <laughs> hey, mom, if that you're one. not wearing a mask in public, do it. <laughs> I know yeah, I no, can't thanks, keep an eye on uh, you up in Marquette, me. Michigan. Wear a mask. Oh, Marquette was kind of crazy. Did you see the stuff from Marquette going on? No. Oh, there's just a ton of like partiers went mm-hmm. up to Marquette because it opened up. There, and, you know, all gas, no brakes. Oh, was that up I there? He, yeah, yeah. He, he had one oh, up there. Just all the crazy. And it was it was bad. I need to yeah. watch that. Well, Mike's thanks for mom. joining us. Uh, <laughs> I've been Andrew Pytel. I'm Nick Lancaster. Uh, Zach Swarnikowski. And Chloe Erskine. And this has been something old. Something new. Something borrowed. And something brewed. Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll see you on side B. Bye.